Hello and welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening, we have over 420 episodes so far recorded here. So if there's anything that you hear that you um, like, scroll down because you have a few, a uh, couple episodes that you could check that um, might have um, a related uh, subject matter or either way, something else that you might find um, interesting back uh, down in the back catalog. So with that out of the way, let's go straight into um, today's episode. So I was hanging out on Twitter a while ago when I came across um, a tweet and the tweet said, advertising don't tire me without sales. This is the reason why I didn't tweet about my business. So for those of you who are non-Nigerians, I'm sure you must have noticed that there was something that's a little bit off uh, with the syntax and that's because the person was tweeting out in Pidgin English. Um, well, there's some people who say Pidgin is not English uh, and there's some people who say um, it is, some people say it's a language, some people say it's not, but we're not going to get involved with all those um, arguments uh, today. So for those of you who are uh, members of the audience who are not Nigerians, let's just translate the tweet as follows. What the lady was saying is, I'm tired of engaging in advertising without any sales coming out of it. That's the reason why I haven't been tweeting about my business. So that's the translation. Um, I'm sure that makes um, a lot more sense for the non-Nigerian members of the community. So, um, first of all, I'm sure most of us can empathize with this lady because we all engage in stuff every now and then and uh, whatever it is that we do, uh, we're hoping for tangible business results. But sometimes we do stuff and then we can't tell whether we're um, better off or uh, we're worse for the activity that we've done. And sometimes it looks like we're flying in a holding pattern and that can be really uh, can really be demoralizing. It's like being on a stationary bike you know, without burning any calories. So um, I get that she wouldn't want to talk about her business if she doesn't seem to be making progress because after all, most of us wouldn't want to. And besides, in uh, the age of social media, where we all like putting our best foot forward, if everyone is putting the best, uh, their best foot forward, you know, that, oh, I crushed uh, 300k in profits this month, or this is my first 1M month, and you don't seem to be making any progress, then of course, I understand that you're not going to want to tweet about it or to talk about it. But is the purpose of business Twitter or Nigerian Twitter, for those of us here in Niger, is the purpose of these communities uh, to use them as a megaphone to share our triumphs? Well, maybe, because like I said, um, it's good, it uh, helps your motivation, you know, to shout from the rooftops that you finally uh, crossed that barrier and, you know, you did a 10M in profits this year or something like that. So, yeah, in a certain sense, um, that's part of the purpose of these communities so that we can brag a little and get our um, motivation up. Uh, Because after all, Joy loves company and sharing our accomplishments make it a little more fun, make it a little more real. And who knows, maybe other people might come out of the woodwork who have also hit the same milestones that we have. And then uh, this can be part of our new crew and we can um, rub minds together, find out what worked, what didn't work and then um, lead to some growth. But these communities should also be places where we can share our struggles and where we can ask for help. So it's normal to be exasperated and I don't think it would be out of place if instead this lady would have tweeted something else like advertising don't tire me, who advertising don't help, I beg help me. And again, for the non-Nigerian members, that's Pigeon and um, a good translation would be something like, of what use is this advertising thing anyway? I'm at my wit's end. I don't know how to crack advertising. Please holler at your girl if you could be of some help. You know, something like that. So, um, 
Oh, for those of you who are sticklers for Pigeon English, yes, I'm not trying to translate word for word. Uh, so, Pigeon enthusiasts, please don't come after me. Rather, I'm just trying to... I'm aiming for a dynamic equivalency. I'm going for the heart of what is being expressed. And I'm trying to help uh, those uh, uh, non-Niger people who are listening uh, to today's episode to be able to understand the thrust of what was being said. So, uh, don't come after my Pigeon English uh, skills, please. You know, I never claim to be a Pigeon aficionado. So, today is not about the niceties or the subtleties of Pigeon English, like I said, and we're not here about the debate of whether we can call it a kind um, um, of uh, English. Today's episode is also not about feeling down and in the dumps, even though we have to acknowledge that from time to time, we all feel demotivated. It happens to everyone. I mean, even Beyonce. She has spoken about it. Uh, who else? Uh, Oprah Winfrey. Uh, those are some of the more people that um, a lot of us, or at least people in my age bracket, should be able to relate to. So, um, but remember that in our demotivated state, it is uh, good to try and seek some help if you can. So today, uh, the purpose of the podcast recording actually is to ask another question of us. And the question that I'm going to ask here today is, what is the purpose of advertising? And how do we know if we've done a good job at it? Now, the purpose of advertising is to build brand, um, is the purpose of advertising to build brand or to generate immediate sales or income? Those are some of the questions that I would like for us to um, look at. So the answer to this question will determine whether you should be stumped or whether you should be happy, overjoyed, over the moon at the end of your advertising campaign. Because if you think advertising is supposed to achieve one thing or another thing, then if the goals align with that, you'll be happy. If the goals don't align with that, you won't. Like in this case, the lady who tweeted out, obviously for her, the goal of advertising is to bring in immediate sales. She didn't get immediate sales and therefore, um, she wasn't happy. Now, the purpose of advertising has always been to generate sales. That's without doubt. But the thing is, advertising does not generate sales at the start of the campaign. So let me repeat that. The purpose of advertising has always been to generate sales. But traditionally, it's not always at the start of the campaign. So uh, for those of us who are late 70s and early 80s kids, uh, Johnson & Johnson's, you know, those advertising, baby powders, diapers, uh, what else? Um, you know, Cadbury, uh, Peak Milk, Monvita, all those things. The idea wasn't that you would start an advertising campaign in January and then you start seeing sales improve in February. So, uh, um, because, okay, well, I'll get into that later. But anyway, advertising has been uh, always been a useful tool uh, to build uh, brand awareness and brand equity so that you're a recognized uh, name in the marketplace. And that familiarity um, helps when we're now in one-on-one -on -one conversations with potential clients, either personally or through uh, one of the sales reps. So for instance, Johnson & Johnson's and all the other companies I've spoken about, you're rolling out a new brand of uh, baby diapers. Uh, the advertising, it uh, gets you some brand equity in the marketplace so that when your distributors go around to say, would you stock our diapers and stuff like that, it's an easier conversation to have because you are not a uh, strange um, entity. So this awareness is going to help you close more sales because some work has been done to show that you are competent and that you are a credible alternative in the marketplace. And that is one of the chief reasons why advertising is useful. Because of this brand equity, this brand awareness, this market cover, it makes it easier for you to have conversations in the future. It's hard to have conversations when you are a uh, non-entity, uh, when people don't know you. Now, unfortunately, um, creatures are, humans are um, creatures of habit. Now, back to this whole thing of not expecting the returns of advertising to be immediate. 
So we're creature of, uh, creatures of habit. And so um, the, because of that, the usefulness of advertising campaigns starts to accrue only after a while. We have to let it run for a bit because we can before we can judge how useful or how ineffective that the campaign has uh, been. Now back to those of us who are late 70s and early 80s babies. Now you remember there was a time when the Indomie noodles came out. Um, for those of you in America, I think the equivalent is supposed to be ramen noodles, I think. And in the UK, I'm not sure what you guys call it, but I'm just going to assume that in uh, other countries, whether in Iran, Pakistan, um, or the Gambia, or Ghana, wherever you're listening to this, that you guys have uh, that some kind of staple food. Okay, we can't really call it staple food. But basically, have that thing that you walk into the shop, you take it, it's uh, noodles in a pack, you crack it open, throw it in some boiling water, throw in the spices, and, you know, two to five minutes, you're done and uh, you have a meal. Maybe you boil an egg or something. And then uh, you have um, a uh, simple fast meal. So um, in Nigeria, for people of my generation, that was Indomie noodles. Later on, there have been other noodles like um, Honeywell noodles. I think that's the one that kids used to sing about a couple of days ago. Sorry, not days, years ago. And uh, a couple of other noodles since, sorry, noodles since then. But for my um, age grade, Indomie noodles, that was the thing. Now in the beginning, when those campaigns uh, started rolling out, our parents didn't go out and buy the noodles the first time that they saw the advertising, uh, the advertisements on TV. It was only after uh, kids in the neighborhood had been singing the, jing uh, the jingles for a while before our parents got the hint and figured, well, we might as well try these things because all the kids are singing about it. And so if you look at things from this perspective, you see that advertising requires some patience. You're not going to start advertising today and see returns tomorrow. And it's not just for the big boys, for Johnson's and Johnson's and Indomie and stuff like that. It's also the same for the regular wedding photographer, the wedding planner, or if you sell inverter batteries. You're not going to start advertising your inverter batteries today, whether you put a billboard or whether you put it on Facebook or whether you put it on Instagram. You're not going to advertise your inverter batteries today, uh, January 1st, and then start seeing um, profits uh, January 10th um, or start seeing inquiries January 10th. So, I mean, of course, it happens that you might see things immediately, but if that happens, just know that you are the exception and you are not the norm. That's not how it um, normally happens. So, advertising requires some patience. So, if you're looking at building um, awareness, you're thinking of building brand equity, uh, what else, brand cover, you're aiming for publicity, stuff like that, then advertising should be an essential part of your toolkit and um uh, those goals, brand equity, publicity, things like that, it's it, those. It's hard to, to measure. Like, how do you know that you're getting better brand cover? You know, there's no, um, there's no number of things that you can look at to show that you're achieving that. Well, maybe now in the, in the uh, digital space, you can look at the number of um, likes or hearts or shares or whatever to show that you're achieving um, uh, brand cover and publicity and stuff like that. So, but um, if that's the goal, Awareness, publicity, advertising should be a part of your uh, toolkit. Now, if you want to generate sales right now, then advertising is not the tool for you. Remember, advertising generates sales, but traditionally it doesn't generate sales immediately. But there's another discipline that generates sales right now, and that is not called advertising. So nobody makes a profit today because they ran an advertisement, um, an advertisement um, yesterday. So if you want immediate and quantifiable uh, results today, what you should be looking at is something called direct response marketing. Now it's something that's been around for a very long time. I used to hear about it 
um, as a kid. People still talk about it today, especially um, in the online space, because you can use direct response marketing uh, principles um, in the online and offline space as well. So the reason why direct marketing response is to think for you if you want your profits right now. So if you're a wedding planner, you want to put something out uh, January 1st and you want um, you want your bank account to start um, uh, feeling the effects on January 3rd or January 7th, then direct response marketing is what you should be looking at. Now, direct response marketing uh, are campaigns that are designed to speak to a particular audience today who have a problem right now and who are willing to take action immediately to solve that problem or to achieve their goals. So let me repeat that. In direct response marketing, people are trying to speak to a particular person today who have a problem right now and who are willing to take action to solve that problem immediately or to achieve their goals immediately. In other words, if you're going to do this, you need to know exactly who it is that you're talking to today. That's the reason why uh, wedding planners, for instance, who try these kind of tactics, what they say is, uh, are you a bride in Abuja, municipal area, getting married before November 2022? Um, go to www.whatever or call so and so to get a 50% uh, discount uh, right now. So I'm not saying that that's the ideal um, template that you should take when you're coming up with a direct marketing campaign because I don't know anything about direct marketing campaigns. So I'm the wrong person to be giving you in-depth advice on. But you'll see that in this case, at least the person who is coming up with this campaign has a very clear idea. She wants to talk to brides in Abuja only who are getting married in municipal area. That's the central part of town. And the wedding is going to be before November uh, 2022. So um, now um, having a clear sense of who this person is, what the problem is, the kind of next step, the kind of action that you want them to take. It makes it easy for you to craft these campaigns. And you can see that this sort of thing, that, hey, are you a uh, baggy bride getting married in Abuja municipal area uh, before November 2023? Are you interested in uh, spending uh, not up to 500k to have your wedding planned? Then please call me today on so, 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 and so. I mean, that kind of thing, that um, verbiage, the, the wordings there is directly um, aimed at getting a response and if the phone rings you know for sure that most likely is going to be a baggy babe getting married in abuja municipal before november 2022 and she doesn't want to spend more than more than uh, 500k uh, to plan her wedding so um uh, remember this is not a template that i'm recommending because i am not a direct marketing uh, response um, specialist but this was just an example that i came up with on the fly to just show you um, how it works and that's why this is different from um, normal and everyday advertising campaigns so direct response marketing campaigns i'm sure you get the gist already are designed to get someone to take an action today that's the reason why a lot of them will have things like buy now uh, call 080 blah 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 visit um, www.xyz.com um, let's see uh, what else uh, come into our showroom at uh, number 63 uh, uh, victoria island blah 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 uh, today before 8 p.m or whatever but they have really strong call to actions um, that are placed because these things are designed to get someone to take action today and that's part of the reason why you can expect quantifiable results from these things so when you put out advertisements for um, Indomie noodles, it's just Indomie, Indomie, Indomie noodles, you know, or whatever the campaign was back then. But 
you know, you're not really telling people to buy Indomie today. You're just creating uh, publicity. And then over time, you know, the kids are singing Indomie, Indomie. And then mommy and daddy, the tune sits in their ears and they're like, mm, let's just try out this Indomie. And that's how advertising works. But direct marketing campaign uh, will be different. It will be, <clears throat> are you feeling this uh, now, 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 now? Do you have this problem? Do you have X, Y, Z? If so, call uh, Chukudi on 080, this, that, 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 today for a 20% discount and to something, something, something. You know, we see these things on the TV and uh, in print, and that's how it works. They are uh, designed to get someone to take action today, to move right now to buy right now, to call right now, to visit right now, you know, to um, whatever. So now these are the sorts of campaigns that you can run on a Monday and expect to start getting responses and to start getting payments in your bank account by Friday because this is direct response marketing. They want people to respond right now. They're really clear on who we're sending this thing out to, uh, what their problems are, what we want them to do, the next step that we want them to take. So direct response campaigns, they are designed to be traceable, to be trackable, and to be uh, measurable. That's how they're designed. So if they say, call today for a 20% discount, blah, 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 the, the uh, discount um, that might be given over the radio might not be the same as the discount given over the newspaper or over the TV. And the reason for that, sorry, the discount codes, the reason for that is so that the people can be able to tell that, oh, we put out this campaign, 80% of the people that uh, came in to uh, make inquiries came from TV and then, uh, let's see, 11% um, came from uh, radio and then 9% came from newspapers. So these people now know that next year we're not going to bother with newspapers because most of the people came from TV and came from radio and that's the whole idea. So when you put out uh, direct response uh, marketing campaigns, you're going to be able to answer questions like, did this thing work? Uh, which customer segments uh, bought the most? How much money did we generate? Uh, who was the most valuable person that we went after? The most um, valuable um, uh, customer target segment that we went after? What time slot was the best? Uh, what worked best? Was it online or offline? Um, you know, stuff like that. So you can get all the answers to these questions rather than putting out advertising and then waiting for a long time to judge did this work or this, uh, this didn't work. So if you want results today, then this is the thing for you. Now, how do you go about starting a direct response marketing campaign? That's the question of the day, especially for people like my sister on Twitter, who was, um, uh, what's the word, demoralized because of how the advertising campaign turned out. Now, the answer, if you've been listening to the show for a long while, the answer is not going to surprise you. But the answer, how do you go about uh, starting up a direct response marketing campaign? The answer is, I have absolutely no idea. Because my area of specialty is personal sales and one-on-one -on -one conversations and interactions that you're having with clients and potential customers. So my goal is to make you better at handling these conversations so that you can close more sales and get repeat business and referrals when um, people hit you up. So after you run the direct marketing response campaign, I have the specialty to make sure that you know, if 100 people call you, you get as much of that business as possible. But how do you set up that campaign? Um, how does it run? How do you craft it? What words do you use? Which medium? Should it be online, offline? Who should you be running after? I have absolutely no idea. So why am I making all this uh, noise today if I'm not a specialist about this uh, sort of thing? It's just to let you know that if you're falling out of love with advertising, it's because you have been expecting the wrong results out of advertising. That's the reason why your relationship with her has been unfruitful. 
So it's just let you know that it's not that advertising is bad or that advertising doesn't work. It's just that you had the wrong um, expectations out of her. And to also let you know that advertising has another cousin, a prettier cousin, who is called direct response marketing. And direct response marketing is ready to give you the results that you are looking for today. So if you don't know what to do to find direct response marketing, just do what the rest of us do, which is start Googling direct response marketing or use uh, YouTube. Remember that YouTube is a search engine, well, sort of a search engine. So start there uh, as well. And um, uh, some things will come up, some principles will come up, some uh, practitioners will come up and you'll be able to start sorting um, through um, from there. Uh, if you take up this advice and you need any help, um, hit me up when it comes to trying to weed down uh, the prospects and uh, we'll see what we can do. So, um, before I leave, remember that whether high or low, whether good or bad, it's okay to tweet and talk about um, your business, whether things are good or whether things are bad. So, um, if things are going good, tweet about it, talk about it, let people know. If things are going bad, talk about it, tweet about it, let people know. And when that happens, we, the honorable members of Business Twitter or Niger Twitter or whatever Twitter community it is that you're on, we are here to support you, to encourage you and to walk with you all the way. And so please, when people do tweet about their business uh, problems or progress or setbacks, that's what we should be there to do, to support, to encourage and to walk with them along the way. And also possibly to learn about what worked and what didn't work so that we don't make the same mistakes um, as well. So if you happen to be one of these people who tweets out or who reaches out when things aren't going well, um, the advice that I have for you is ignore the trolls. There will always be trolls. Not everybody is decent or not everybody has home training, as we like to say in Nigeria. Not everyone is decent. So ignore the trolls. Um, take what is going to work for you and let's get the best out of these um, online communities. So that's a summary of all I came up here uh, to talk about today. It's okay to talk about um, your business. Uh, if advertising has failed you, it's possibly because you've had the wrong uh, expectations out of advertising. If you're looking for sales today, direct response marketing, that is what you should be looking for. So thanks for listening. I'll catch you at the next recording. Hello and welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening, we have over 420 episodes so far recorded here. So if there's anything that you hear that you um, like, scroll down because you have a few, a uh, couple episodes that you could check that... Um, might have um, a related uh, subject matter or either way something else that you might find um, interesting back uh, down in the back catalog so with that out of the way let's go straight into um, today's episode so i was hanging out on twitter a while ago when i came across um, a tweet and the tweet said advertising don't tire me without sales this is the reason why i didn't tweet about my business so for those of you who are non-Nigerians, I'm sure you must have noticed that there was something that's a little bit off uh, with the syntax, and that's because the person was tweeting out in Pidgin English. Um, well, there's some people who say Pidgin isn't English, uh, and there's some people who say um, it is. Some people say it's a language, some people say it's not, but we're not going to get involved with all those um, arguments uh, today. So for those of you who are uh, members of the audience who are not Nigerians, let's just translate the tweet as follows. What the lady was saying is, I'm tired of engaging in advertising without any sales coming out of it. That's the reason why I haven't been tweeting about my business. So that's a translation. Um, I'm sure that makes um, a lot more sense for the non-Nigerian uh, members of the community. So, um, first of all, 
I'm sure most of us can empathize with this lady because we all engage in stuff every now and then and uh, whatever it is that we do, uh, we're hoping for tangible business results. But sometimes we do stuff and then we can't tell whether we're um, better off or uh, we're worse for the activity that we've done. And sometimes it looks like we're flying in a holding pattern and that can be really uh, can really be demoralizing. It's like being on a stationary bike you know, without burning any calories. So um, I get that she wouldn't want to talk about her business if she doesn't seem to be making progress because after all, most of us wouldn't want to. And besides, in uh, the age of social media, where we all like putting our best foot forward, if everyone is putting the best, uh, their best foot forward, you know, that, oh, I crushed uh, 300K in profits this month, or this is my first 1M month and you don't seem to be making any progress, then of course, I understand that you're not going to want to tweet about it or to talk about it. But is the purpose of business Twitter or Nigerian Twitter, for those of us here in Niger, is the purpose of these communities uh, to use them as a megaphone to share our triumphs? Well, maybe, because like I said, um, it's good. It uh, helps your motivation, you know, to shout from the rooftops that you finally uh, crossed that barrier and, you know, you did a 10M in profits this year or something like that. So, yeah, in a certain sense, um, that's part of the purpose of these communities so that we can brag a little and get our um, motivation up. Uh, because after all, Joy loves company and sharing our accomplishments make it a little more fun, make it a little more real. And who knows, maybe other people might come out of the woodwork who have also hit the same milestones that we have. And then uh, this can be part of our new crew and we can um, rub minds together, find out what worked, what didn't work and then um, lead to some growth. But these communities should also be places where we can share our struggles and where we can ask for help. So it's normal to be exasperated, and I don't think it would be out of place if instead this lady would have tweeted something else like, advertising don't tire me, who advertising don't help, I beg, Funasabilistin, help me. And uh, again, for the non-Nigerian members, that's Pigeon, and um, a good translation would be something like, of what use is this advertising thing anyway? I'm at my wit's end. I don't know how to crack advertising. Please holler at your girl if you could be of some help. You know, something like that. So, um, oh, for those of you who are sticklers for Pigeon English, yes, I'm not trying to translate word for word. Uh, so, Pigeon enthusiasts, please don't come after me. Rather, I'm just trying to... I'm aiming for a dynamic equivalency. I'm going for the heart of what is being expressed. And I'm trying to help uh, those uh, uh, non-Niger people who are listening uh, to today's episode to be able to understand the thrust of what was being said. So, uh, don't come after my Pigeon English uh, skills, please. You know, I never claim to be a pigeon aficionado. So today is not about the niceties or the subtleties of pigeon English, like I said, and we're not here about the debate of whether we can call it a kind um, um, of uh, English. Today's episode is also not about feeling down and in the dumps, even though we have to acknowledge that from time to time, we all feel demotivated. It happens to everyone. I mean, even Beyonce, she has spoken about it. Uh, who else? Uh, Oprah Winfrey, uh, those are some of the more people that um, a lot of us, or at least people in my age bracket, should be able to relate to. So, um, but remember that in our demotivated states, it is uh, good to try and seek some help if you can. So today, uh, the purpose of the podcast recording actually is to ask another question of us. And the question that I'm going to ask here today is, what is the purpose of advertising? And how do we know if we've done a good job at it? Now, the purpose of advertising is to build brand um, is the purpose of advertising to build brand or to generate immediate sales or income? Those are some of the questions that I would like for us to um, look at. 
So the answer to this question will determine whether you should be stumped or whether you should be happy, overjoyed, over the moon at the end of your advertising campaign. Because if you think advertising is supposed to achieve one thing or another thing, then if the goals align with that, you'll be happy. If the goals don't align with that, you won't. Like in this case, the lady who tweeted out, obviously for her, the goal of advertising is to bring in immediate sales. She didn't get immediate sales and therefore um, she wasn't happy. Now, the purpose of advertising has always been to generate sales. That's without doubt. But the thing is, advertising does not generate sales at the start of the campaign. So let me repeat that. The purpose of advertising has always been to generate sales. But traditionally, it's not always at the start of the campaign. So uh, for those of us who are late 70s and early 80s kids, uh, Johnson & Johnson's, you know, those advertising, baby powders, diapers, uh, what else? Um, you know, Cadbury, uh, Peak Milk, Movita, all those things. The idea wasn't that you would start an advertising campaign in January and then you start seeing sales improve in February. So, uh, um, because, okay, well, I'll get into that later. But anyway, advertising has been uh, always been a useful tool uh, to build uh, brand awareness and brand equity so that you are a recognized uh, name in the marketplace. And that familiarity um, helps when we're now in one-on-one -on -one conversations with potential clients, either personally or through uh, one of the sales reps. So, for instance, Johnson & Johnson's and all the other companies I've spoken about, you're rolling out a new brand of uh, baby diapers, uh, the advertising, it uh, gets you some brand equity in the marketplace so that when your distributors go around to say, we just stock our diapers and stuff like that, it's an easier conversation to have because you are not a uh, strange um, entity. So this awareness is going to help you close more sales because some work has been done to show that you are competent and that you are a credible alternative in the marketplace. And that is one of the chief reasons why advertising is useful. Because of this brand equity, this brand awareness, this market cover, it makes it easier for you to have conversations in the future. It's hard to have conversations when you are a uh, non-entity, uh, when people don't know you. Now, unfortunately, um, creatures are, humans are um, creatures of habit. Now, back to this whole thing of not expecting the returns of advertising to be immediate. So we're creature of, uh, creatures of habit. And so um, the, because of that, the usefulness of advertising campaigns starts to accrue only after a while. We have to let it run for a bit because we can before we can judge how useful or how ineffective that the campaign has uh, been. Now back to those of us who are late 70s and early 80s babies. Now you remember there's a time when Indomie noodles came out. Um, for those of you in America, I think the equivalent is supposed to be Roman noodles, I think. And in the UK, I'm not sure what you guys call it, but I'm just going to assume that in uh, other countries, whether in Iran, Pakistan, um, or the Gambia, or Ghana, wherever you're listening to this, that you guys have uh, that some kind of staple food. Okay, we can't really call it staple food. But basically, have that thing that you walk into the shop, you take it, it's uh, noodles in a pack, you crack it open, throw it in some boiling water, throw in the spices, and, you know, two to five minutes, you're done. And uh, you have a meal, maybe you boil an egg or something. And then uh, you have um, a uh, simple fast meal. So um, in Nigeria, for people of my generation, that was Indomie noodles. Later on, there have been other noodles like um, Honeywell noodles. I think that's the one that kids used to sing about a couple of days ago. Sorry, not days, years ago. And uh, a couple of other noodles since, sorry, noodles since then. But for my um, age grade, Indomie noodles, that was the thing. Now in the beginning, when those campaigns uh, started rolling out, our parents didn't go out and buy the noodles the first time that they saw the advertising, uh, the advertisements on TV. 
it was only after uh, kids in the neighborhood had been singing the, jing uh, the jingles for a while before our parents got the hint and figured, well, we might as well try these things because all the kids are singing about it. And so if you look at things from this perspective, you see that advertising requires some patience. You're not going to start advertising today and see returns tomorrow. And it's not just for the big boys, for Johnson's and Johnson's and Indomie and stuff like that. It's also the same for the regular wedding photographer, the wedding planner, or if you sell inverter batteries. You're not going to start advertising your inverter batteries today, whether you put a billboard or whether you put it on Facebook or whether you put it on Instagram. You're not going to advertise your inverter batteries today, uh, January 1st, and then start seeing um, profits uh, January 10th um, or start seeing inquiries January 10th. So, I mean, of course, it happens that you might see things immediately, but if that happens, just know that you are the exception and you are not the norm. That's not how it um, normally happens. So, advertising requires some patience. So, if you're looking at building um, awareness, you're thinking of building brand equity, uh, what else, brand cover, you're aiming for publicity, stuff like that, then advertising should be an essential part of your toolkit and... Um, uh, those goals, brand equity, publicity, things like that, it's it, those. It's hard to, to measure. Like, how do you know that you're getting better brand cover? You know, there's no, um, there's no number of things that you can look at to show that you're achieving that. Well, maybe now in the, in the uh, digital space, you can look at the number of um, likes or hearts or shares or whatever to show that you're achieving um, uh, brand cover and publicity and stuff like that. So, but um, if that's the goal, Awareness, publicity, advertising should be a part of your uh, toolkit. Now, if you want to generate sales right now, then advertising is not the tool for you. Remember, advertising generates sales, but traditionally it doesn't generate sales immediately. But there's another discipline that generates sales right now, and that is not called advertising. So nobody makes a profit today because they ran an advertisement, um, an advertisement um, yesterday. So if you want immediate and quantifiable uh, results today, what you should be looking at is something called direct response marketing. Now it's something that's been around for a very long time. I used to hear about it um, as a kid. People still talk about it today, especially um, in the online space because you can use direct response marketing uh, principles um, in the online and offline space as well. So the reason why direct marketing response is the thing for you if you want your profits right now. So if you're a wedding planner, you want to put something out uh, January 1st and you want um, you want your bank account to start um, uh, feeling the effects on January 3rd or January 7th, then direct response marketing is what you should be looking at. Now, direct response marketing uh, are campaigns that are designed to speak to a particular audience today who have a problem right now and who are willing to take action immediately to solve that problem or to achieve their goals. So let me repeat that. In direct response marketing, people are trying to speak to a particular person today who have a problem right now and who are willing to take action to solve that problem immediately or to achieve their goals immediately. In other words, if you're going to do this, you need to know exactly who it is that you're talking to today. That's the reason why uh, wedding planners, for instance, who try these kind of tactics, what they say is... Uh, are you a bride in Abuja, municipal area, getting married before November 2022? Um, go to www whatever or call so and so to get a 50% uh, discount uh, right now. So I'm not saying that that's the ideal um, template that you should take when you're coming up with a 
direct marketing campaign because I don't know anything about direct marketing campaigns. So I'm the wrong person to be giving you in-depth advice on. But you'll see that in this case, at least the person who is coming up with this campaign has a very clear idea. She wants to talk to brides in Abuja only who are getting married in municipal area. That's the central part of town. And the wedding is going to be before November uh, 2022. So, um, now, um, having a clear sense of who this person is, what the problem is, the kind of next step, the kind of action that you want them to take, it makes it easy for you to craft these campaigns. And you can see that this sort of thing, that, hey, are you a uh, baggy bride getting married in Abuja municipal area uh, before November 2023? Are you interested in... Uh, spending uh, not up to 500k to have your wedding planned then please call me today on so 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 and so I mean that kind of thing that um, verbiage the the wordings there is directly um, aimed at getting a response and if the phone rings you know for sure that most likely is going to be a baggy babe getting married in Abuja municipal before November 2022 and she doesn't want to spend more than, more than uh, 500k uh, to plan her wedding so um uh, remember, this is not a template that I'm recommending because I am not a direct marketing uh, response um, specialist. But this was just an example that I came up with on the fly to just show you um, how it works. And that's why this is different from um, normal and everyday advertising campaigns. So direct response marketing campaigns, I'm sure you get the gist already, are designed to get someone to take an action today. That's the reason why a lot of them will have things like buy now, uh, call 080, blah, blah, blah visit um, www.xyz.com um, let's see uh, what else uh, come into our showroom at uh, number 63 uh, uh, Victoria Island blah 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 uh, today before 8 p.m. or whatever but they have really strong call to actions um, that are placed because these things are designed to get someone to take action today and that's part of the reason why you can expect quantifiable results from these things so when you put out advertisements for um, Indomie noodles, it's just Indomie, Indomie, Indomie noodles, you know, or whatever the campaign was back then. But, you know, you're not really telling people to buy Indomie today. You're just creating uh, publicity. And then over time, you know, the kids are thinking, Indomie, Indomie. And then mommy and daddy, the tune sits in their ears and they're like, mm, let's just try out this Indomie. And that's how advertising works. But direct marketing campaign uh, will be different. It will be, <clears throat> are you feeling this uh, now, 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 now? Do you have this problem? Do you have X, Y, Z? If so, call uh, Chukudi on 080, this, that, 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 today for a 20% discount and to something, something, something. You know, we see these things on the TV and uh, in print, and that's how it works. They are uh, designed to get someone to take action today, to move right now to buy right now, to call right now, to visit right now, you know, to um, whatever. So now these are the sorts of campaigns that you can run on a Monday and expect to start getting responses and to start getting payments in your bank account by Friday because this is direct response marketing. They want people to respond right now. They're really clear on who we're sending this thing out to, uh, what their problems are, what we want them to do, the next step that we want them to take. So direct response campaigns, they are designed to be traceable, to be trackable, and to be uh, measurable. That's how they're designed. So if they say, call today for a 20% discount, blah, 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 the, the uh, discount um, that might be given over the radio 
might not be the same as the discount given over the newspaper or over the TV. And the reason for that, sorry, the discount codes, the reason for that is so that the people can be able to tell that, oh, we put out this campaign, 80% of the people that uh, came in to uh, make inquiries came from TV and then, uh, let's see, 11% um, came from uh, radio and then 9% came from newspapers. So these people now know that next year we're not going to bother with newspapers because most of the people came from TV and came from radio and that's the whole idea. So when you put out uh, direct response uh, marketing campaigns, you're going to be able to answer questions like, did this thing work? Uh, which customer segments uh, bought the most? How much money did we generate? Uh, who was the most valuable person that we went after? The most um, valuable um, uh, customer target segment that we went after? What time slot was the best? Uh, what worked best? Was it online or offline? Um, you know, stuff like that. So you can get all the answers to these questions rather than putting out advertising and then waiting for a long time to judge did this work or this, uh, this didn't work. So if you want results today, then this is the thing for you. Now, how do you go about starting a direct response marketing campaign? That's the question of the day, especially for people like my sister on Twitter, who was, um, uh, what's the word, demoralized because of how the advertising campaign turned out. Now, the answer, if you've been listening to the show for a long while, the answer is not going to surprise you. But the answer, how do you go about uh, starting up a direct response marketing campaign? The answer is, I have absolutely no idea. Because my area of specialty is personal sales and one-on-one -on -one conversations and interactions that you're having with clients and potential customers. So my goal is to make you better at handling these conversations so that you can close more sales and get repeat business and referrals when um, people hit you up. So after you run the direct marketing response campaign, I have the specialty to make sure that you know, if 100 people call you, you get as much of that business as possible. But how do you set up that campaign? Um, how does it run? How do you craft it? What words do you use? Which medium? Should it be online, offline? Who should you be running after? I have absolutely no idea. So why am I making all this uh, noise today if I'm not a specialist about this uh, sort of thing? It's just to let you know that if you're falling out of love with advertising, it's because you have been expecting the wrong results out of advertising. That's the reason why your relationship with her has been unfruitful. So just let you know that it's not that advertising is bad or that advertising doesn't work. It's just that you had the wrong um, expectations out of her. And to also let you know that advertising has another cousin, a prettier cousin, who is called direct response marketing. And direct response marketing is ready to give you the results that you are looking for today. So if you don't know what to do to find direct response marketing, just do what the rest of us do, which is start Googling direct response marketing or use uh, YouTube. Remember that YouTube is a search engine. Well, sort of a search engine. So start there uh, as well. And um, uh, some things will come up, some principles will come up, some uh, practitioners will come up and you'll be able to start sorting um, through um, from there. Uh, if you take up this advice and you need any help, um, hit me up when it comes to trying to weed down uh, the prospects and uh, we'll see what we can do. So, um, before I leave, remember that whether high or low, whether good or bad, it's okay to tweet and talk about um, your business, whether things are good or whether things are bad. So um, if things are going good, tweet about it, talk about it, let people know. If things are going bad, talk about it, tweet about it, let people know. And when that happens, we the honorable members of Business Twitter or Niger Twitter or whatever Twitter community it is that you're on, 
we are here to support you, to encourage you, and to walk with you all the way. And so please, when people do tweet about their business uh, problems or progress or setbacks, that's what we should be there to do, to support, to encourage, and to walk with them along the way. And also possibly to learn about what worked and what didn't work so that we don't make the same mistakes um, as well. So if you happen to be one of these people who tweets out or who wishes out when things aren't going well, um, the advice that I have for you is ignore the trolls. There will always be trolls. Not everybody is decent, or not everybody has home training, as we like to say in Nigeria. Not everyone is decent, so ignore the trolls, um, take what is going to work for you, and let's get the best out of these um, online communities. So that's a summary of all I came up here uh, to talk about today. It's okay to talk about um, your business. Uh, if advertising has failed you, it's possibly because you've had the wrong uh, expectations out of advertising. If you're looking for sales today, direct response marketing, that is what you should be looking for. So thanks for listening. I'll catch you at the next recording.